0: So let's get into an informative and empowering conversation. Hello and welcome to the Motherhood Village podcast. I am on with a very special guest. I have Jen from Becoming Iconic. Have you ever felt the presence of a woman who is so deeply connected to her own personal power that it helped you envision what was possible for yourself? Jen is that woman. And she provides the evidence for entrepreneurs to realize that they are created to have it all. I love that. With nearly two decades of growing multiple seven plus figure businesses globally, alongside of being a mom of four, she has truly embodied how to be a fulfilled and successful woman. Welcome, Jen. How are you?
1: Oh, thank you so much. I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm happy to
0: talk with you. Okay. Before we dive in, I always ask my guests to list a favorite book or one that has made a great impact or
1: both. Mm. You know what? I am reading one of my favorites. And I I, just to to preface this, I love rereading my favorites. I feel like we are in this world of consumption. So when you find a favorite book, I really believe in rereading it over and over again because we are growing and our version's growing. But I am currently reading The 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma. It is if not my top favorite book, top three for sure. And the reason I love it, speaking about this podcast, is as a mom, that time in the morning has become so sacred for me and such a special time of solitude, of gathering my thoughts, of getting ahead of my day, of greeting my family versus scurrying in the morning and giving that frantic energy to them. So it is... It is a story though around the 5 a.m., which I feel holds so many leadership stories qualities that we can implement in our lives despite the time of day you're getting up. It's it's a really valuable book.
0: Oh, that's a good that's a good that's a good takeaway from it. I've heard that book mentioned before. It hasn't been mentioned on here. So that's great. But I will definitely have to check that out. Thank you. Okay. So you're the founder and CEO of Becoming Iconic Inc. Love that. You focus on supporting entrepreneurs through branding, through marketing and sales. What inspired you to start this journey and how do you help entrepreneurs build the profitable and aligned businesses rooted in integrity? I Do you know anything about human design? Yes, I do. So I, everything is led by my integrity and I forget the name for it, but so you're speaking my language. Mm -hmm. So to align businesses that are rooted in integrity, the purpose and legacy,
1: talk to me about that inspiration. Okay. I'll, I'll try to pull all that together in, (laughs) in, in a way that, you know, people really can, can resonate. So I was a corporate woman. And I loved my corporate career in marketing. It really was soul food for me. I loved what I did, but I had my first child and I found myself at that crossroads that many women find themselves in where I felt like I had to choose do I choose to pursue my career that I loved, or do I choose my daughter? And obviously the answer is very simplistic in certain ways because she takes precedence. She is the most important thing. And I didn't want to miss anything with her, but I felt like I severed a portion of who I am, my, my being, my goals ambition who i was becoming to make that choice and i say that because it's an important subject and conversation for anybody listening you know it's not necessarily just for moms but a lot of times we make what we feel are sacrificial decisions to do the right thing and i really do stand behind the fact that we get to do all things and there's a lot of people who would argue that and say no you can't you can't do all things well i i feel like i'm the evidence that you can It doesn't mean it's perfect, but it means that you actually get to live fulfillment. And so I was home with Gracie and had left my corporate career and entrepreneurship fell on my lap. It was never something I had considered. I didn't have an example or anybody in my world who had done entrepreneurship. Just someone whispered it in my ear. like It felt like a whisper that really sparked something in me. I thought, oh, wait. I could be home and present as a mom and also fulfill this portion of me that was bubbling inside, but had nowhere to go because I became that sweatpant, ball cap on the floor with my kids at the time this happened. I, I had had my second and it lit me up. And so I started entrepreneurship and it took off. I started in health and wellness because I was going through my own health and wellness journey. You know, after having two children, I found myself in a place where I was looking in the mirror and not really recognizing the reflection back. So it was really quite organic and authentic for me. And it grew exponentially. I grew a health and wellness business into eight figures and and it's all over the world. Now I come to 2018-ish and I feel like I've done this business for 12, 13 years at that point. And I... I knew there was more again, this next layer of me, and found myself at a similar crossroads that I had found myself originally in in entrepreneurship of making a choice. And so I really hesitated moving away from what I had built because it was supporting my family. I was the sole income earner. I now had four children. There was a lot of pressures, expectations. It, It held a lot, and I had put a lot of sweat equity into that. And so to want something more felt tied to shame slightly. I had some guilt. I had some hesitation because I thought, when does it become good enough? Like This should be great. People are literally dying on the treadmill to have this type of success. I'm holding it. How could I possibly want more? So I really judged it and I ended up hemorrhaging. I ended up hemorrhaging in 2019. I firmly believe that hemorrhage was the brick in the head moment for me that I had been holding myself back from evolution and from growth and from expansion. And that was the moment where I thought, you know, health, health scares, unfortunately, are sometimes those, those rocker moments where it rocks us enough to really pay attention to what we're neglecting. And that was what I was neglecting. So I pivoted and becoming iconic was born in 2020 out of that circumstance wow and yeah a lot there and there's so much i want to unpack with you
0: i think one of the biggest things i guess to stay true to this and to straight stay true to my listeners and i think what they would appreciate and my own women that i connect with in south florida here what i got from that or one of the things was this big scary moment you were speaking my language i always say entrepreneurship fell in my lap i didn't i loved my job i was vp of finance but i didn't have employer support and i only had one Right. Mm-hmm. I still only have one. And I said, you know, what? I'm going to do this on my own. Like it can't be this difficult. It shouldn't be this difficult. Although I loved my job. So I, I feel you in that way. But talk to any woman listening. A lot of your website, a lot of what I found. It sounds like you kind of are in this mindset shift of I can do this. Let's not put limitations. Let's not put those limiting beliefs. So Many women, especially founders, CEOs, a lot of the women I've connected with, or even just a mom sitting at home, right? It's like, what's 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 next for me? Grapple with imposter syndrome and the fear of making big decisions in life or th- to have that shift because it is scary, to your point, where we lead our families, right? You talk about celebrating and dancing with imposter syndrome and to pave the way for significant changes. Share a personal experience or insights how embracing that helped you become successful and helped you navigate forward. Now, four years in, in growing this.
1: Yeah. Imposter syndrome to me has become a companion of growth and we look at it as something that is a hindrance. A lot of people become just still stopped paralyzed for, you know, maybe not the best choice of words, but you know, we, we get stuck in this imposter syndrome this limiting belief, this fear, especially as women. I'm just going to talk to the women right now because we are in this incredible time in the world where women empowerment is at the forefront. We are rising to the occasion. We have so many opportunities. Abundance is flowing. And yet so many of us are stuck in these feelings, these worries. They show up as Potential overwhelm, the worry of overwhelm. It's not even that you're in overwhelm. You're just worried about the overwhelm. (laughs) There's a lot of people, and that could also mean burnout. You know, I'm so afraid or I've been in burnout before. I don't want to do this again. I don't want to be there again. So we we stay comfortable. It could be incapacity. So many women feel like, I don't know, there's just, there's not enough hours in the day. I even heard it through you a little bit where you're like, I just have one. You know, we excuse ourselves as though like that means, oh, I just have one, you have four. So, you know, we do this to ourselves and we do yes. this to each other, don't we? And and it's interesting because I I really am someone who picks up on language. I, I I study my own language and I feel that we are being called to step into some audacity. Like if we actually want to be empowered, we actually want to be liberated, we actually want to see what we're made of, we actually want to follow through on the dreams that have been placed on our hearts, it's going to take some audacious action and trust. And trust is not easy. For a lot of us, it's been broken over our journey, circumstance, people, trying something, it didn't work out. And so trusting can be one of the greatest hurdles that we have to overcome. But if we're willing to, just give it a shot your worst case scenario like literally your worst case scenario is it doesn't work and, but nothing changed nothing changed potentially you learn something potentially you know you realize that wasn't for me and you get to put that to rest and let that that whisper or hum be still but what if it does work? And that, what if it does work has been the North star to me. You know, when I feel like, oh my gosh, how could I, you know, for example, start a magazine and, and 20, when was it? 2022 and the end of 2022, you know, start a magazine. People are like, what, how could you add something more to your plate? I'm like, I don't know. I can hold this until I know I can hold this. And if it doesn't work out, It's okay, but imposter syndrome always shows up regardless of your success, regardless of your leadership, regardless of your circumstance. But what I do now is look at it and go, ooh, I'm being stretchy. I'm going on a skinny branch. I'm doing something that's uncomfortable. So that's the side effect of living a beautiful, big, audacious, abundant life. And it doesn't have to be something that stops me. I just notice it. And now it's a clue and cue for me that I'm doing something I've never done before. So I just look at it as like, oh, there you are. Okay, well, we're doing this and we're going to give it a shot. And it comes back to that trust, trusting in me, trusting in life, trusting in others and trusting that. No matter what, I can place all bets on me that I will rise again.
0: i love that. Can you share, because you have, you've grown multiple businesses, seven plus figures, your magazine, your podcast, which we are going to talk about a little bit more, what have been some key milestones and maybe challenges that you've had to overcome in high level that kind of to where you are today in 2024, crazy, that you now you know better and maybe you won't do that same and you've had to pivot. Maybe share some of that.
1: Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes back to the, that original question with integrity and how did I get here and you know, now being a sought after mentor for many people who want to build these like gorgeous lives and businesses that are full of fulfillment. How do we do that? How do I put this? I feel like we worry about whether we will be able to handle some of the things that are potentials the potentiality of hurdles, obstacles, and circumstance that we hold ourselves back. I'm one of those people that has really had some big marker moments of falling on my face. This has not been an easy journey. Sometimes it looks that way on social media. And sometimes when people come and find me, you're finding me on chapter, gosh, I'm probably on chapter 256 at this point, but you know, you haven't seen the chapters prior But what I can do is look back and make sense of why all these things in my life have happened. Why was it that I was making consistent 20, 30, 40, 50K months and had over $100,000 in debt? How does that happen? You know, that was a whole story. And and that's really important, maybe, to, to talk about. Maybe that's what we're meant to talk about today on this podcast. You know, like, that w- my my personality in that and and the attachments I had to that and what I had to overcome and the shame the guilt I mean I brought that up several times now it, we're not again immune to these things but it's who we are and how we navigate through these things that really matter and reframing our our thoughts and our minds and looking at circumstance and situations for what they are bringing to us. And it took me a really long time to climb out of that that big pit, especially, again, being the sole income earner, responsible for four children, my home, putting food on the table, paying the bills, running a business, looking after my relationship, looking after my own health. It's it's not a small feat. But I I really want to challenge anybody listening to know that when something comes down the path, you hear these things like, oh, it's happening for us. And it sounds really cliche and it's almost an agitation when somebody says that when you're in the mess, you're like, do you mind? (laughs) This is not for me. It does not feel for me. But what I can promise and what we do know, and this is not new news, is on the other side of that is this chiseled, more confident, more expansive, fuller version of ourselves because of that circumstance. So I had to, I believe, walk through that $100,000 in debt, not knowing if my groceries would be paid with the, the card at the time. Like, I mean, imagine that you're making that kind of income and you're worried about paying for groceries. How that happened, we still don't know, but it did. And, you know, for me to walk through that and to come to the other side, I can now be such a gorgeous mentor and coach and leader to others because I can empathize. I hold compassion. I know how it feels, but I also know how to get out of it because I've walked it myself and that to me makes some of the greatest mentorship in the world. Yeah, I think
0: there is something about that mindset shift and I know there's so much people there's so many people that are kind of looking for this but to your point it's just I think also going down to your value and how much you believe of the self-worth that I think you have to believe that you deserve it in order for all of these other things and understanding that it's okay to be uncomfortable. Like you said, there's no shame. There's no guilt. We don't talk about it enough. The challenges, we see the highlight reels, especially with social media. So I love how you mentioned that because that's very real. Like that, that is what it is. And truthfully to start a business, especially because we see it on social media that it looks like, oh, I'm going to be having a podcast right now. Everybody wants a podcast, which is great. And when people ask me and I'm like, this is a lot of work. This is not, yeah, you want a microphone, but to sustain it, like what is your North star? What are you trying to take from this? And I think it's Starts from within to your point, the integrity and knowing who am I? Why do I want to do this? I think if you have that, it helps get through the challenges. Yeah. But I think you have to have a clear set, a clear reason why. And maybe not go in with vanity of it, a truly understanding you want to do this because you want to change lives. You want to do this because you're passionate about it, but you need to have that why in order because that will sustain you when you're in debt, when you're like, what's next, when you're dealing with imposter syndrome, scarcity mindset, which I'm sure is something else that you're that you speak on. But you mentioned something about motherhood before we go into the podcast and how people can work with you and what, how do you help people now? Because you mentioned the mentorship juggling. I don't like the word balance. I think juggling is kind of what we do. Like, we are we're, we're we don't want to make sure there's certain balls we know can't drop, right? You said, I love how you worded it too. What did you say? Like, carrying into my relationship and pouring into my, there was something, a word, like, basically the way you described it, and I loved it. Like, if you have a partner, you want to make sure you're pouring into them, yourself, your family, not just your children, maybe it's your parents, whatever that is. Now that you're in this, you've been in this, how have you Found a good juggle
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so that the balls stay kind of flowing and you're not like, oh, you've tripped over yeah. them. What has worked for you?
1: Yeah. And 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 I feel like this is one of the major attractors to me and in, in, in my life and in my business. People are just like, How are you hosting so many different businesses, all these children, a relationship, and so on. And I do, I, I agree with you. I don't believe in balance. I feel like the the people who teach balance are the very people who are showing how imbalanced we all are so we're never going to win that if you're searching for balance you will never ever ever find it it's actually a lie it's a misconception and it's hurtful for people when we say oh find the balance i don't i don't buy into that at all because balance even if we talk about motherhood that would mean all four kids have equal time with me every single day right same quality same quantity that isn't balance. And that's not even fair because if one of them needs me because something happened at school and I pull back from them to say, well, it's been one hour and I only have so many hours tonight. So I got to make sure your brothers and sisters like that, that's not what we're seeking. So what are we actually looking for? And I use the word harmony. I really believe we're looking to harmonize our lives. When I think of the word harmony, to me, there's like a settledness in my chest. I immediately feel like a a deep exhale of feeling fulfilled, knowing I did the best that I could, Knowing that it's never going to be perfect, knowing that there was one of me and many things that I am juggling. So, how can I be an excellence? How can I be a leader right now? How can I give my best that's come through presence? So, That is something I've worked on and continue to work on. The gift of presence is one of the greatest gifts we can have in leadership and in our lives to be with the person or the thing that you're with in that moment as the focus, as the importance is tremendous. If you've ever been in in conversation with someone and they lock eyes with you and you feel like you're the only person in the world with them at that moment. We've all had that experience. That to me is one of the greatest gifts, and I really do strive to be that in my family, in my business, and with the people I associate with or meet. And so that's an intention. I hold high intention around my life. There are days where work takes over. Because it deserves to take over because I'm launching something that's going to contribute to the world and help hundreds and thousands. And so I explore that with my family. I explain that to my family so they are in the business with me. I am building a family business. I'm a mom of four. So we try to separate these worlds so much that they they clash or we're we're resisting the fact that they get to actually blend together. It's okay for your kids to know that right now you're doing something really big and you're contributing something really big and you're not going to hurt them by being all of yourself. As a matter of fact, you are going to build exceptional young children, young adults into adults. By you being an example and the evidence for them that they can pivot, they can overcome, they can dust themselves off, they can rise again, they can care for people, they can want best for themselves, they can dream big, they can achieve goals. If they don't achieve a goal, they can try again. Like, think of the tenacity, think of the, the, like just the depth that we are providing through our example of being all of ourselves, nobody is going to be hurt. So I had to really understand those things that balance. I'm not ever seeking that there's no such thing, nor do I buy into it, nor do I even have that discussion with people who are like, it's all about balance. I'm like, Okay. I don't know. That feels like a tree. Like I just think of a tree that stands still and does nothing. You know, I mean, trees do things, but like just for the (laughs) sake of the example, I'm not a tree. I want to move. I want to, I want to explore. I want to have adventure. I want to, you know, be there if one of my kids are sick from school and to be able to rework and reschedule my day. I want to live the freedoms that I started entrepreneurship for in the first place. And so if I'm doing this and I'm not free to do the things that I want to do when I want to do them, then this is all a hoax. (laughs) right? So this is a really great reflection conversation and point for anybody listening. It doesn't even mean entrepreneurship. What about your career? Like you climb that corporate ladder for what you wanted to feel a certain way. You wanted to achieve something. You wanted to create something in your life. You have the means to that now, but are you enjoying it? And if you're not, that's okay with you. I mean, this, this has to make us stop in our tracks and evaluate and look and say, what in my life is missing? What am I ignoring? Where am I not giving my presence? And where am I not being the fullest version of myself? And that radical personal responsibility every single time will lead to joy, fulfillment, prosperity, all the things. It it, it never fails
0: i agree i think when you embody that when you model that for your children it's there's so many life lessons all the things that you listed are so many important things that we want to we want our kids to be able to do so to your point there's no better way then um, implementing that yourself and showing if I can do it, so can you, but there has, they have to understand it, right? They have to know really what you're doing, as opposed to, like you said, I think the generations before of like really keeping it separate and you're not knowing. And then maybe the kids have, they're resenting your job. They're resenting your work because they have, they're like, wait a minute, I don't even know what mom does. I know she leaves me. I don't like this. Right. Whereas if you bring them in, they can understand. And I love how you said the harmony aspect and yes, to any mother listening, any, any woman listening, to this. You know, it doesn't have to be about entrepreneurship. It could be about a hobby, it's something in your life. And I love that because I think, yes, I think when you're at the truest form of what brings you joy and you're pouring into that, it will automatically pour into your family on so many different levels mm-hmm. that you won't have to worry about it because your cup is getting filled, which will then just automatically help your family. You know, your podcast, I want to get into that because Becoming Iconic Podcasts, it's top rated. It's in the top 1% downloaded podcast. How do you choose your topics? Because I know, again, the integrity, the soulfulness of it sounds like there's a lot of intention with a lot of your businesses, especially now. And what do you believe sets your podcast apart and has resonated so well with your audience?
1: Ooh, I love my podcast. I love podcasting. And the agency now, we've even started doing podcast management because I'm just such a firm believer in it it's just been extraordinary. It's my number one connector in the brand where people come and listen to the podcast. And that's that's oftentimes how they then come into the room and say, how do I work with you? Because to answer your question, I feel like what I've done well in the podcast is keep it humanized, meaning it's not structured necessarily. I don't really even plan out what I'm going to say. I've been really loving in that. <laughs> so I feel like by the feedback I get is it's packed full of value, tangible things that I can implement in my life, in my business, in my relationships. But I feel like I'm sitting on the couch with you having a cup of tea. We're cross-legged leaning back. It's like we're in relationship. And I, I really appreciate that. And I really do want to create that because the more I well, I feel like we all feel so separate these days. Yeah. The more I can help in my own way, in my own pocket of the world, and let that ripple as far as it will to create connection and relationship, I will. So the podcast, it's been consistency. How do I choose my topics? It's normally things I've either worked through, I'm on the other side of it, or reflections I'm currently having, or conversations I've had with clients that I bring to life through the podcast, obviously with you know, ethics and integrity and not obviously sharing their stories, but something I have received or, or, you know, spoke to them or gave them truths that made an impact. So I, I choose based on that. It's, it's been a beautiful, beautiful journey. And I, I, I believe podcasting is one of the greatest generous gifts there are, you know, we're putting in time, time away from our families Our families, like I don't know about you, but when I have children in the house and I'm like, I'm podcasting, everybody has to be quiet. They're (laughs) also a part of that and they're making their own, you know, exchanges for me to be able to host this. It's money. We're investing this cost energy. You know, you're you're learning about people. There's so much preparation. Anyways, I feel like it is such a generous gift because all it costs somebody on the other side is intention, intention to subscribe to listen, to pay attention, that's it. So when you actually think about podcasting, it is one of our greatest gifts that we have right now in our world. I agree. It's, I mean, I've had it, I can't believe this year is five years And I mean, I didn't, I didn't start it that way. It was
0: an outlet for me. I had my son, and I just, I I love to talk. I love to learn about people, and that was the thing. But yeah, it's a labor of love, like it is. It is a really great gift. I've never heard it explained that way, but uh, that thousand percent to everything that you said. There's a lot of time and energy. Sometimes when I'm depleted, and I'm like, oh, I gotta have this conversation. But every conversation, which I'm sure you know, you feel, or any any topics, I leave, and I'm like, oh my god, that was an amazing conversation. I would go to my husband. He's like, let me guess, amazing. I'm like. Oh my God, this was fantastic. (laughs) And and I take nuggets from every single guest in every conversation and all the things. How can people work with you? The sales, the marketing becoming iconic. And actually, I want to ask, like, what does becoming iconic? What do you hope people take away when they hear that? The magazine, the podcast, your website, like there's such a vibe with it that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. So actually it's twofold. One, what is by co- becoming iconic mean to you? What do you hope people take with
1: that? And then number two, yeah, how can people work with you? How can they connect with you? Thank you. Appreciate that. Becoming iconic was born from this promise, this prayer that I've had for as long as I can remember of every day waking up and saying, God, can I be in better version of myself today than I was yesterday? So these like small incremental steps of improvement that when you stack that over time, make big leaps and make big shifts. And so that has always been my intention every single day. So the becoming piece was that journey that we're all on. There's no exclusion to the rule unless you've given up and that's a different scenario. But most of us, I believe, really deep down know this journey that life is about really becoming the greatest version of ourselves, that living in our purpose, seeing our potential. And iconic is this call to action of like, why not be that audacious, bold, glorious, loving, compassionate, impactful person? And if that means through being a stay-at-home mom, be the best stay-at-home mom you've ever known. If that means being a business mentor, be the best business mentor you can talk about. It means really valuing how you are contributing, who you are, and how that can make an impact in the world. So that's that's really what that's about how to work with me it started with business mentorship and life mentorship and it still remains the same so i have private coaching there's a a wait list right now for that there's a a mastermind which i love so i've gathered my entire executive roundtable. so cfo pr expert my operations manager my branding manager my my business developer like everybody there's more than that but everybody who arms the table of becoming iconic i thought what incredible value for someone to have access to all of these incredible experts in one room with one investment because it would cost well over $100,000 to get that kind of time with each of them that you get in the room. And I've done it for like a small fraction of that because the value is just so high. So I, I love masterminds. Community, especially as women, you know, with sisterhood wounds, The only way to heal that is to get into a room that is safe, that is led well with other women who are like-minded, and all of a sudden you realize, oh, that's an expired thought and an idea. I actually, yeah, that hurt, but I'm a better friend now because of it, and I recognize really great women. I always say often I'm like a collector of, of great women in my life. I feel like that's one of my greatest collections. (laughs) Yeah. And then I have B Lounge, which is access to all of my group coaching. I'm constantly launching opportunities through marketing, sales, branding, that tactical business piece for people to come in. There's also the agency. That was a new thing we did last year. You know, my clients were constantly asking my team, can you build my brand because of what you witness, You know, it's got a vibe. It's got an energy. And I I love fashion. I love style. I love creating in that way. So uh, I do get a lot of attention because of that. And people were asking. So we opened up the agency now. It's very boutique, very much like a bespoke experience for people to come in, whether it's a podcast or branding or website or whatever that may be. We love supporting people to create something that's just world-class, stand apart, have you step out of the noise and be seen and create that rare, unique quality of who you are. And then the podcast, of course, is everybody's uh, favorite. And recently, the the magazines, the magazine, the digital copy is completely complimentary. And Lovely. there is a printed version as well of people. I love getting a magazine in the mail. So for me, it's like one of those great things. And it's full of business advice and also lifestyle advice. So I always say it's like Forbes meets Vogue. So for Ooh. entrepreneurs, it's a great resource because it's very inspiring on all levels. And how often is the volume for the magazine? Is it quarterly, monthly? I
0: love it. Oh my God. I love that. I love that there is so much soulful intention in what you're doing and it's real. I think there's something about authenticity and you can feel it. Right. And I just feel you embody that. So thank you so much. There was something else that you mentioned. Shoot. It's just slipping my mind. Oh, about the community. Yeah. I mean, Community is literally life or death. Like, I don't know if you're into the blue zones things, but I've done the doc, I've watched the documentary, listened to the, the the gentleman, I think his name is Dan Buettner talk about it. Community is one of the things that will hold true of life or death. And it's so important and to your point when it's in a safe space, non judgmental, and you're open, you're honest. Oh, we can learn so much more. So that's awesome that you hold space for that. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Is there any other, I always, I know we, you said a lot, you gave so much information, but any other final thoughts i always allow my guests like if someone had to listen to this what is that final thought you're like listen take this from it
1: thank you I, and i really appreciate your beautiful compliments and i appreciate being witness so thank you so much and for having me and i also want to just say thank you to you for your podcast you know oftentimes we thank our guests Rarely does the guest thank us. And I want to say a special thank you for hosting this and doing this for myself and for us and the collective, it it matters. And so thank you for your leadership. What would I leave people with? I would leave people with a bit of a dare. Remember, like truth or dare? <laughs> I'm going to double dog dare you. You know, that's That's the one that you have to do if you remember. So I would dare the people listening to actually step into the desires of their heart, to take the dreams, the visions that they've put up on a shelf that have collected dust, to actually pull them off, dust them off, and just start. Just try. Explore. Because I feel like we're learning more and more that time is one of our most, well, it is the most precious commodity other than health. And so we feel sometimes like we have time until we feel like we have none left. And so I wonder what it would be like to spark your inspiration, to spark your creativity, your innovation, the way you contribute to the world, the way you show up in your family, the way you see yourself in the reflection, the mirror by actually trying something new and you'll never know until you know and you'll always wonder how you did it until you know how you did it and the feeling of readiness will never ever ever come first it always follows action and so i i say to you rather than wait for the feeling of being ready rather than waiting for more confidence rather than waiting for your financial situation to change rather than waiting for more support or whatever it is you're waiting for what if all of those things are waiting for you to make the first move. What if all of those things are feeling stuck because you've created a little bit of the stuckness that's there? And so the only way to shake things up is to actually shake things up. So that's what I would love to ask your audience to do. I love that. And I feel like I'm like,
0: oh, I want to reply to that and we can talk for a whole nother hour. Like I love <laughs> it. I love it. You're just Yeah. And this is such a timely thing. I know. I think it's important to say for my listeners, Jen and I have been trying to do this for like a long time. I think I've had to reschedule. You've had to reschedule. But when it's the right time, it's the right time. And this was the right time. So thank you so much, Jen, for coming on for the work that you do. Keep being iconic and continued blessings to you for love and light. Thank you.
1: You too. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this impactful episode of the Motherhood Village podcast.